0: Here we
1: go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
2: Here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy hot-bodied awesome. Pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sam Nifty today, Nick. So what?
2: Welcome along. It's the Monday morning episode. Uh, I trust you've had a good weekend, Sam.
1: Yeah, I have actually.
2: mm Mhm. Good. Yeah. Good to know. Um, you've had a very good weekend on the uh, the football predictions. Have I? Thing that mm. we do.
1: Uh, the, the, the FA Cup is clearly my time to shine. <laughs>
2: it Clearly is double figures this weekend. Whoa! So Eleven. Exciting. Eleven. Eleven. UK points awarded to you. Uh, you not only did you predict West Ham two leads nil, giving you he six points.
1: S- six points. Yeah. Uh,
2: you also uh, correctly said that Palace would beat Millwall two one. <laughs> oh so please you oh. want it <laughs>
1: oh what a beautiful way to score your points <laughs> mind I mean, you thought... palace I... ain't half daft these days have you seen all the sort of silly malarkey their fans get up to now i haven't like,
2: noticed no. their
1: fans have got it into their head that they're like italian style ultras right and they call themselves ultras oh, and God. everything's very organized and they have a large sort of slightly confusing, overly art directed banners that they unfurl, like they do in Italy. Oh, you know, I right, remember okay. I remember going to Italian games when I was a kid and going, What's that banner that they've got there to my cousin? What's it say? And it'd be like gigantic with like an mm. illustration of it, of a of a wolf and its cubs and like loads of bright, and they'd go the the, the blood that drips it, it, it's complicated, but it, it, it says the blood that drips from the mother wolf's jaws will be drunk by the children only on the second Thursday of the autumn months. <laughs> and, it, and I go, why does it say that? And he goes, it is a um, metaphor for communism, because, of course, the Roma fans are communists. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? What happens to you're going to get your fucking heads kicked in? Or you're going home in a fucking ambulance, right? Oh, it's so it's so daft. And uh, but now weirdly, the Palace fans have decided that's what they want to get into. Oh so my they had God. this like preposterous poster that they'd painted to sort of poke fun at Millwall fans, I think, for being stupid. But right. I'm looking at that and thinking, not only will the Millwall fans not understand that, they won't care, and mm. it's just mm. p- pathetic. They have choreographed dancing and singing, right? Choreographed at now. dancing, oh, yeah. What? They've got a sort of a routine that they all do. They sing a silly song that they've made up and they all do a kind of a move to it on the terraces. They've got a fucking drum,
2: which you're like... Oh, my fucking, God. They've what got a fucking fuck? drum. Have they had right. an arts Council grant or something for this? That, oh,
1: that's exactly it. <laughs> that is exactly it. And also, what's brilliant is they, they got so excited because of this whole ultra thing that they draw Millwall in the, in the cup it's like a South London derby yeah. I don't think Millwall bothered one way or the other about Palace you know <laughs> Palace have always been a club who are desperately seeking a rivalry well, but pal- no pal- one's pal- interested Palace's
2: rival is Brighton isn't it Brighton, for some weird reason which
1: sums it up they sort of try to have a rivalry with West Ham West Ham don't really care they try to have on Millwall Millwall don't really care so they've had to go hunting elsewhere to Brighton, <laughs> Brighton. Brighton haven't really got many neighbouring clubs <laughs> so Brighton's well, on my fucking they, alright all
2: they, they've got Brighton cornered by the sea haven't they so Brighton can't yeah. skip.
1: yeah exactly so Brighton have had to reluctantly accept the role of Palace's rivals but Millwall weren't interested I don't think but there was a leaked email it was so funny from like one of these fucking children I hope he's a child because if it's an adult you've got to take a long hard look at yourself organising the Millwall game away and it was all this it was like The funniest bit of it was they go, we're meeting in this pub at this time. Everyone, mandatory, everyone to wear a black jacket. If you do not have one, you still have two days, so no excuses. What the
2: fuck? Fucking dress code, mate. jacket? Fucking dress code. Oh, this is horrific.
1: And you just feel, you look at it, and you just feel like saying, lads, grow the fuck up. It's football. It's a children's game. What are you doing? It's a children's... What the fuck are you doing having dress codes, dances, big fucking banners? There's got to be something more productive and mentally and emotionally nourishing that you could be doing with this time and energy.
2: I don't know what to make of all this. I mean... Uh, Mate,
1: I mean, you probably don't want to, but if you did any digging, I keep being sent things by people on my West Ham WhatsApp. Yeah. Because people are like... Hissing themselves and now. I don't know what's happened down there but something's got hold of them like I mean, maybe it's a couple someone some some bloke who subscribes to Mondial magazine or yeah. some shit like that <laughs> has gone down and infiltrated the Palace fans most of <gasps> whom are probably just normal decent football fans yeah no, we, we, we need to create an identity like the Italian Ultras is it like I've cultural got some, I've got some ideas here I'm going to hand them around on leaflets we're all going to start dancing. I'm getting a drum, and there shall be dress
2: codes. It's it's like cultural gentrification, isn't it? I don't know yeah. where it's come from, but it's, it's reached out to South London, to Palace. Yeah, of
1: all places. I mean, Palace quite a good little, you know. Family, I mean, their supporters have always club.
2: seemed. Yeah, their supporters have always seemed well up for it, and they've all seemed like a good, good little club and I, a good support. I, and everything. I briefly,
1: and I'm sure a lot of other fans around the country had a soft spot for them in 1990 when they beat liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final mm. in what remains one of the top 3 matches I've ever seen in my life yeah right 4-3 with right and bright up front it was sensational and i think they i think they might have still been in the second division or maybe they'd just been promoted but Liverpool were obviously in their imperial at the end of, but still very much yeah. in the imperial phase. John Barnes, Peter Beards, etc. Yeah. It was fucking sensational. And then they drew three all in the final. Wearing a lovely yellow and black striped away kit, it is. And at that stage, and I was like, and they all their fans were good. They all sang "Glad All Over," didn't they? Which I believe is yeah. by is that the Dave Clark Five? Yeah, that's did, their song.
2: Did, did, was that not the final where Jim Leighton got dropped for the replay? and Alex yes. Ferguson brought in Les Sealy for the replay. Mad Les Sealy. That, that was it. The Palace were just going around causing utter chaos. They were, that, yeah. That spring.
1: That's it, lads. I'm bringing
2: in Mad Les. <laughs> no, things
1: aren't that bad either, Gifford. Aye, I never thought things would get this bad, Jim. <laughs> but Palace have shaken us so much, we're going to have to bring in Mad Les for Is the replay. He's up think, his rocker, Governor. I, I know, think, but what can I do?
2: Jim Leighton was properly broken by that as well, the public yeah. humiliation. I, n- I yeah, never good, played for yeah. Manchester United again, but he was. I, I went back to Scotland, I think, after that. But he was. I know, and he'd he been a really good mind. keeper. Yeah, he'd of been, he
1: had. He'd been Ferguson's keeper at Aberdeen in that so successful was that, team. That
2: bond was there, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah,
1: John Solarko broke his mind. Yeah, know. by raining crosses into the area. I'm-
2: I mean, I saw the I saw the banner that Palace fans did where they took the Newcastle, which was about the the Saudi ownership and all of that, and that got a lot of yeah. controversy mm. and a lot of press inches, as I think they say. Yeah. But uh, and then there was talk of it being passed on to every club that was going to go and visit Newcastle; and it would be shown by away fans every mm. week. But of course, that died the death immediately because that's nah, far too much for an admin. Not,
1: I, if, I, if I was lucky enough to get an away ticket to see West Ham at Newcastle, it's just like. It's an away day. The last thing on my mind is political protest. A, and maybe that's, that, banner. I'm not bragging about that, but I'm not, I'm not taking a banner from Palace. And I'm really just there to have a good time and cheer on yeah. West Ham.
2: Yeah, take your own banner if you want to.
1: Talking so, of Newcastle, I sent you a great picture this morning of uh, Sting and Jimmy Nail um, yeah. at St James's at the uh-huh. Cathedral on the Hill <laughs> on uh, Saturday.
2: <laughs> Looking utterly miserable. uh, fucking great Gareth Southgate's just behind them he is and what's weird
1: Gareth Southgate I like Gareth Southgate but he's such a nerd isn't he because he's there and he's just always got this serious sort of frown on his face like he's looking let's see if any of these players have got what it takes to fit into my England project
2: my England plans yeah and you're like mate Sting
1: and Jimmy Nail are sat in front of you alright even if you're not interested in Jimmy Nail I don't expect everyone to be obviously I am and you are but, but but fucking st- Sting's in front of you, mate. Why yeah. are you looking at fucking whether or not Callum Wilson's made the side, right, for Newcastle? I mean, how many England potentials are there at Newcastle for starters, Gareth? I can't not think many. of really
2: very many. I mean, they've got to be under 24 to get in into Southgate's squad anyway, I think, haven't they? Exactly. So.
1: So, for, so there's not much for you to look at. I doubt Cambridge United have many players who are on his radar, right? Yeah. But on the up on the upside, Sting is sat in front of you and you could easily start a conversation with him. You say, I am Gareth Southgate, England manager, <clears throat> Sting, I am a huge fan of your work. More the the early solo the stuff, police. even more so than the police.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, like what's probably happened is he's probably got lent over to them and, and s- started talking to Jimmy Neal first and gone Mr Nail just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of Avila own Pet and your characterisation of Oz I thought it was very earthy <laughs> very realistic and it really it really jarred it really jarred I felt with what was going on in TV drama in the early 1980s when the series first aired and Neil had gone ah, that was a long time ago that kid, I don't like to talk about that so much all the best. He's given him the brush off. He's fucking mugged him off. Yeah, and Seth so
1: has gone out. Sting. Right, then, Sting. Sting. <laughs> Sting, I don't know if you heard that right? but war fucking Gareth just tried to get talking to me, but he's annoyed me a little bit. So, I've mugged him off. Now, I'm just warning you, give me heads up because he might come back and try it with you in a minute, but don't engage. Don't engage the bloke. I've, I've sized him up. The blokes have come.
2: There's there's so much more there's So many more strings to me bow than just us, you know. It was the yeah. first major thing I did. I've done lots of things since then. I was in uh, uh Spender uh, Cro- Crocodile Shoes. Aye. I did that. Uh, I was in a Vita with Madonna. He never asked I about have, that, did he? Didn't I ask have about me working with Madonna.
1: Success. I had a lot of chances. I, yeah, fair, not quite as much as you, Sting, but it, a decent amount.
2: Ain't no doubt. Got the number one a lot of people forget yeah. that uh, I did that sitcom about the rock star I've forgotten what that's aye. called I've recently been uh, the voice of ITV4 ITV4's How It's Made done the voiceover <laughs> for that and uh, I put a lot of myself into that I could have just phoned it in but no I made an effort but no it's like, talk aye. about us
1: listen listen Jimmy man you don't have to tell me about your multitude of achievements post-Albida although, scene.
2: Although you regularly do.
1: You, do. you do tell me a lot, but every time I tell you, listen, I judge you as a man, and by, you're all right, baby. Listen, I know what it's like. People come to me still and say I love Roxanne. I'm like, Roxanne, <laughs> it's fucking years ago, man.
2: <clears> the <throat> it's things so I've
1: done since then. I have popularised tantric
2: sex for the mainstream. That was I, no small achievement. I got that fella with a big fucking plate in his mouth on Wogan. wagon. Not many people have done stuff like that.
1: But I went on library barefoot. bare fucking foot I was. I mean, at the time, you got to understand in the context of the times, it was unheard of. For a man <laughs> from Newcastle to go on stage at Wembley Arena barefooted, man. I was challenging conventions <laughs> left, right and, right right. and centre
2: admittedly I had the I had the entire stage and backstage area swept first of all, before, <laughs> before I went on I was very worried hazards? about
1: you can pick up athlete's foot um, if there had been any other artist barefooted it would have been potentially disastrous because we could have ended up sharing invisible foot fungal infections and uh, that wouldn't have been pretty
2: <laughs> I had it all bleached before I went on <laughs> and uh, not all of the bleach had been cleaned away so there was a little bit of tingling in my swords and my feet while I was singing. But uh give us an it extra. Kick.
1: It took me it took bravery to do that. Cause the old way through the performance, if you watch it back now, which I admit I do regularly on my jumbotron at home, <laughs> in the home cinema. right <laughs> and I look at it and I think you couldn't tell that I was shit I was shaking my pants about the tingling in my feet because I'm a professional. And as far as the crowd are concerned and the millions watching around the world, I'm just Sting doing my thing. They wouldn't have known how worried I was about the state of my plates of meat at the time.
2: Of course, and I, I knew how groundbreaking and innovative it was, so I had one of the cameras fixed solely on my feet for the whole of the performance. <laughs> Foot so I've cam, got that foot cam. So I've got that version of it that I can just watch on my jumbotron. I will just sit there and look at my feet tingling, <laughs> hopping from foot to foot. People thought I was dancing. I was in fucking agony.
1: <laughs> Jimmy's like, "Aye, how are your uh, feet now? Like sting? Ah, they're fine now. I've had them actually. I've had me. I've been resold eight or nine times since <laughs> those days. You can get them resold you know. You get a foot M.O.T. You get, get some orphan skin." From like, you know, Africa or something like that. You get, get it shipped it, over and they'll draft it, from that, that it onto the sole of your feet.
2: I go for that fella in the rainforest. He, he hooks us up with some people over there who... Uh, for them,
1: I mean, for me, it would cost me five five quid, something like that, to get a child's foot skin shipped <laughs> over. But for them, that's that's like winning the lottery.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't feel like I'm exploiting anyone. You're not, sting.
2: D- did not let them see you are, because you're not. You just be you, live your best life, Sting.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. Fucking Gareth Southgate hasn't got the first fucking idea about real life.
2: He'll probably oh, fucking. Sting. He'll probably lean over in the second half and try to talk to me about messaging a bottle. Fucking hell, man! That was <laughs> if, years ago.
1: If he tr- if he tries to get me to sign, the best of the police are out like that. I'm fucking sticking the nut on the cunt.
2: So yeah, I was interesting so that's picture that Alice
1: is Newcastle dealt with.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. I,
1: over Christmas, I forgot to tell you that I, I saw my um, my niece and, and her beloved her boyfriend is, <coughs> a, uh, is a Geordie. Enough oh yeah, you on mentioned the, before, um, yeah. And uh, his dad is quite an eccentric character. Uh, I don't know if you remember the time I told you that his son had gone to university in Canterbury in Kent and had got um, a part-time job whilst he was at university as a swimming instructor at the local pool. Yeah, And I told you a story about how his dad booked a lesson, Mm -hmm. then drove all the way down from Newcastle in disguise wearing a wig. And and, and and booked the lesson under a false identity and turned up for a lesson at his son's pool with his own son, but went through the entire and his and his son refused to acknowledge it was his dad. Obviously, he'd identified him immediately. Yeah, and
2: really? they
1: just did the whole lesson together. And then his dad just went back to Newcastle. Fucked off.
2: What's, yeah. What name did he put it under? John non-swimmer. <laughs>
1: Ah, ah. John Aquatically Nervous right
2: but nervous anyway Swimmer that's a good t-shirt John
1: Nervous Swimmer <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit of a Nervous Swimmer actually I might get that t-shirt to go with my Nervous Lovemaker um, anyway the uh, at Christmas his eccentric dad was at it again my niece went there for Christmas Day it was the first time she'd spent Christmas Day there and mm. um, um, he's a, he's a he's one of these guys who likes to go topless in the house a lot. So that's one funny oh, right. thing about okay. him. Yeah. So at certain point in the evening, he'll declare that he's too hot, and he'll do like Martin Goodman used to do in um, Friday Night Dinner. Friday the night top dinner. will come off,
2: yeah,
1: and his dad tits will come out on <laughs> display. Christ. And you just have to like, that's... if you're a guest in the house like my niece, you, you just have to like. You just, you just have to sit with that you, I mean you can't at least at least put a vest on or anything.
2: put a vest on no, or something no, you know?
1: no. the dad's tits vest. are out they're flapping about and breathing right fucking and it's just hell. like my house my rules yeah. the tits are out and I don't want anyone fucking drawing attention to them
2: yeah
1: right so that's one thing but the thing that really fascinated me was she had to come back to London for a family party the next day mm. boxing day and she'd booked a coach But to get back for the family party in London by, like, lunchtime, she had to get, like, the first fucking coach out of Newcastle, right? It was something like 5 a.m. or something mad like that, right? Jesus. Or, no, it it was maybe 6, but she had to get out there just outside Newcastle. So so they hadn't mentioned it because she was nervous in case it caused offence that she was leaving so early on Boxing Day. So they left it till late in the evening. And as she said goodnight... She said, "Actually, I'll say goodbye now as well." She'd been there a couple of days. She said, "Because I have to, I have to uh, leave early in the morning to, to get back to London for this family do." Mm. And and they said, uh, "What well, you know? What time you're leaving, Pet?" And she went, "Well, actually, I've ordered a taxi to pick me up at five, so I'll be up at like." 4.30ish something like that so I won't obviously I'll be very quiet and I'll just leave quietly and I'll see you soon and he went oh no that's not going to work because uh, (laughs) obviously I locked the door at night I locked the front door right (laughs) so how are you going to get out you're trapped right (laughs) which obviously sounded a little bit like a threat yeah slightly remember this man has got his tits out at the time you have to remember that about all of this right and he went, no, you're all right. I'll get up to say goodbye. And she was like, oh, please don't do that. I feel awful that you have to get up. No, I want to see you off all right. So the, so a boyfriend, his son goes, dad, look, why don't you just give me the key? And he went, what? And he went, just give me the key. If you want to lock up, lock up, give me the key because I'll be getting up anyway in the morning with her. And then I can unlock the door. I'm not giving you the key. And he went. Why not? What do you think I could do? He goes. No, no, no. I, I lock the door, <laughs> and then he... I take the key to bed with me What's every takes night. The, key it's, to the bed? it's always. Yeah, it's the way it's always been done. What if there's a fire? But for one night, <laughs> could you not take the key to bed? Could you give me your son the key? No, son. The key stays with me at all times. Right.
2: Fucking so he's hell. gone
1: all right so then he said well i'm gonna to have to wake you up in the morning because you can't set the alarm because then mum will have to wake up as well i'll wait." he goes hey you'll come in at 20 to 5 and you wake us up and i'll come down and make sure she gets off all right in the in a taxi so he's gone all right he's he knows he's not going to win the argument so he goes all right and he went but then the next morning came he went and i realized i had to wake my dad up because if not we're trapped in the house and he said to me, it's difficult because he said, I walked into the room and I looked at him sleeping there and I realised I hadn't had to wake my dad up for years. And waking one's dad up is intimidating, however old you get, yeah, and confusing. And I thought, that's fucking right, isn't it? Waking your dad up is one of those, waking your mum up, that's fine. I'll wake well, my mum up if yeah. I have to. I can't remember the last time I did it, but... My mum's obviously narcoleptic, so it's something I've had to do a huge amount over the years. But waking my dad up, I can't remember ever waking my dad up. But if someone asked me to do it today, yeah, I wouldn't know how to go about it, and I would be, to be honest, I'd be Terrible. frozen if yeah, confronted yeah. by my yeah. sleeping father.
2: It's something you have. To, it's something you have to do on Christmas Day or your birthday, generally, isn't it? Yeah. But even but that's that's probably where the fear comes in because you think, is it too early? He's gonna flip. Am I gonna get <laughs> fucking bollocked here? He's gonna is lash it, out. I'm am a I'm a seven-year-old child. I don't even know what time it is. It could be one thirty in the morning don't for all I know. Adult time. I just I just know that I need to get up and get me presents now. Yeah. Don't fucking really need pull I'm head go- off.
1: I'm fucking going mad here, I've got the jitters. I need to get the cunt up. But what about yeah. like if your dad's I mean, I didn't really experience as much of this as my dad. because I didn't live with him, but if your dad's like a kip on the sofa, you're watching telly, but perhaps yeah. he's promised you a lift somewhere, Oh fuck! but he's yeah. asleep. There's mm-hmm. a million reasons why you might have to wake a dad up, but how to do it, I suppose does it, it must vary from dad to dad, mustn't it?
2: I think so. I think my dad but, would, be, would be all right with being walking up. How would think, you go
1: about it if it was? I'm talking now, not in childhood. If you had to do it today,
2: I think a hand on the shoulder and a gentle yeah. rocking motion. Dad, <laughs> Dad, just that. I think just <laughs> just wake him slowly, gradually. <laughs>
1: what would he do? Do you reckon? I uh, would. It, would it be confusion at first?
2: Maybe a little bit. He'd be all right, though. He'd be all right. He's, he he's wouldn't be, be angry. for a lot of things over the years. Yeah, but I, he'd be fine.
1: But it's confusion. I'm not, I don't think my dad would become aggressive, although I suppose he could, but he's, I think he would. I've, do you know what it is? This is one of the main things that people do when they're woken up, but especially elderly people and dads in particular. Shame. Shame mm, mm. about having been asleep. Especially it's, older dads, dads of our father's generation. They're it's like, a, it's, it's an, a sound it's of a, weakness to be asleep, isn't it? It's an animalistic
2: isn't it? <laughs> thing, isn't it? it's they're the head yeah. of the tribe, the head yeah. of the pack, and they've yeah. they've gone to sleep on the job. They've they've rendered the whole the whole pack vulnerable, and, and they're, they're ashamed and embarrassed about it. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: it is. It is perceived <laughs> as weakness. And I sleep all the time on the sofa in my house. Like when we watch a film, Friday nights it's like a running joke. We go to cinema or we watch a film at home on Friday night dad will fall asleep sometimes I do because I can't help it sometimes the secret is is that I'm not enjoying the film so I become bored and then I think I could literally just switch myself off now because I can sleep very easily shut your body down I just think shut my body down till the film's over (laughs) and then I'll wake up and we'll be doing something else (laughs) right so that sometimes I do that but they do perceive it as weakness I'm mocked for it and I don't quite understand why they're like, oh my god, look at him asleep, pathetic.
2: Yeah. And it's got It's not yeah. pathetic.
1: It's not pathetic at all. In in many ways, it's a sign of strength. You're brave enough to shut your body down, yeah. Get the rest it requires and come back stronger.
2: Yeah, brave enough to to trust the rest of the pack to look after themselves. Yeah, exactly. While you recharge exactly. your batteries.
1: I think it shows mentally <clears throat> you're in a good place because you're mm. not anxious about what might happen while you're sleeping. You think mm. what will be will be. I'm shutting myself down, but I'm interested to know about people waking their dads up. Um, get in touch and let us know either stories about having to wake your dad up, or systems yeah. that you employ to wake yeah. a dad up. Dad
2: waking systems. Yeah, I, th- I think
1: good. the dad. Wa- I think dad waking is it usually evokes. <clears> with <throat> some, I do know it does evoke aggression and anger. Usually, dads who do shift work.
2: But Dads who do shift yeah. work
1: are very dangerous. Well,
2: my dad used to. My dad used to work for the EA. He used to fi- yeah. fix cars. So he would do night shifts sometimes, and he'd be asleep. Yeah. He'd get, he'd get mm. in at, like, I don't know, eight, 7 or 8 in the morning, and he'd sleep through it until about 2 in the afternoon. So we had yeah. to be, like, quiet if it was oh, a weekend or school that holidays.
1: Must, that, that, and was that, did that make you nervous? Of
2: course it did. Yeah, of course it yeah. did. But we, we, on the whole, complied because, mm. you know the alternative was fucking getting Chaos. a bollockin so yeah <laughs> getting a beating No, he never beat us mm. um so so yeah the night shift thing you have yeah. to
1: respect you have to respect your father's sleep when you're you a do. kid don't that you that
2: comes above everything else that's happening in the house the that's fact what that the I night wish shift my dad house is was asleep
1: like. Hey, eh? yeah that's what i wish my house was like i wish that the priority in this house was my sleeping patterns yeah. but you know what it's like the least important thing. No maybe, one cares about it. Maybe we sleep. should do
2: Top Flight Time Machine night shift. Where we'll, <laughs> yeah. pod, we'll pod at night, and then we can both sleep during the day.
1: Night podding.
2: Just to make us That's feel like real sexy. men who have real yeah. jobs. That'll than be the, me
1: then. I'm off to work.
2: Rather than the fops that we are.
1: Yeah, that'll be me, kids. <laughs> I'm off to work. I probably won't see you tomorrow when you get in from school, because I'll be a kid, <laughs> and it's night shifts all week this week. What are you talking about, Dad? What, you mean, what, talking to Andy on the phone? On <laughs> the WhatsApp. Well, let's just call it what it is, graft. grafting. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing a Northeastern accent? Uh, this is just how I talk now, because I'm working hard. This is how hard-working Dad's talk. So <laughs> how
2: working men talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's the voice I do when I'm going to work. When I'm at home, I'll talk normally, like this. <laughs> or when I'm off to work, I'll that's take- the
2: working voice. Off down the podding mines. (laughs) (laughs) Mine up some of that pod money. Mine and some of them seams for content. So so we might have a Christmas this year. Ah, God.
1: Um, How do you wake up a dad? Tell us how you wake wake up up your dad. Mm. And how do you like to be woken up? I think shame Mm. and confusion are the two prevalent responses that a dad will show when being woken up. They'll always go, what, I wasn't even asleep. I was just no I were not asleep oh where am I fucking hell like I remember um, (laughs) when uh, the terrorist legend Casper Delaney my brother when he was still drinking I'm delighted to say he's sober and has been for quite a few months at the moment which is wonderful but nice in his in his drinking days he he would very often have us around for lunch and he'd get plastered and then he would go to sleep on his own sofa in the front room yeah like he'd feed us all amazing cook but then he'd exhaust himself uh, and <laughs> go and just go go to sleep on his uh in his own front room on his own and at the end as we were all leaving you know you'd kind of go in and what i would sometimes do is if his feet fi- if his shoes were off i mean waking a brother's a whole different thing you don't care as much about waking a brother do you it can be dangerous, but you find it funny. It's,
2: it's a gateway. Yeah, it's a completely different uh, vibe. It's, it's isn't funny. Yeah. It's banter totally, totally to wake different up dynamic. With Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'd go in, and what I would do is I'd squeeze his big toe because he'd have he'd be length, he'd be elongated, he'd be at full length on the sofa, <laughs> right?
2: Stretched himself out full length, <laughs>
1: and 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 his toe, his feet would be up on one arm, and so I would walk in and just squeeze his big toe squeeze squeeze mm. to wake him up this will wake him up don't worry squeeze squeeze and i would go bye mate and one time my wife my good wife went in and she stuck her head round the door and I said just squeeze his fucking toe right <laughs> I don't know if she did that but she popped her head in the door and she went bye Cass right this is what my brother Cass did he went Rawr! it was all dribble obviously right yeah. on his chin he sat bolt upright, looked at my wife, who was probably about 30 years old at the time, and went, goodbye, nonna. Nonna was the name of my grandma.
2: <laughs> and I assume you'd never let him forget that.
1: My wife just looked back at him and said, I'm not your fucking grandma. <laughs> oh, what? And then he just went back to sleep. I don't even know if my grandma was still alive. He must have been dreaming about her.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice, I suppose.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm. So, yeah, give us your um, dad-waking techniques. I know it's a staple of listener-driven content on radio shows down the years. It's the sort of thing they always ask listeners. What, how when do you they... wake a dad? Yeah, of course they do. It's like Steve Wright do t- that. Tell us an encounter with a famous person and also tell us how you wake your dad up.
1: <laughs> and also, do you remember Spangles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's that then. Um, we'll be back with more throughout the week. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye!